I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number 72. And we have history being made in college basketball. Um, you know, exciting stuff out of the Elite Eight. Uh, before we get to that, uh, i got to ask the question of the day. And my question is, um, obviously, hopefully all you saw the Academy Awards. Um, and I ask you, Sam, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the moment. Uh, Will Smith, after a joke was made about his uh, former uh, wife, he runs on the stage and slaps Chris Rock across the face. Sam, was this moment real or was it fake? Um... This moment was real. I think that, um, you know, it's hard to tell because um, Chris Rock did not really flinch at all. Um, He didn't really have that adverse of a reaction. Um, But I I just think that's Chris Rock's nature. I don't think that's because it was staged. Um... Will Smith seemed pretty angry, so I think it was real. Okay, uh, say what you want. Um, I think this is fake. Uh, just the way they perfectly captured the, the cursing out after the fact, I just think that there's no way. Uh, but then again, I feel like Will Smith would be in a pretty bad mental state to agree to fake this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I wish the best for Will. Um, the Fresh Prince uh, is not so fresh anymore. Um, but I will say, Sam, agree or disagree, I think Will Smith sounds and looks a lot like Grant Hill. Dis- agree or disagree? Um, he definitely looks like him. Uh, I'd, I'd have to listen to their voices okay. simultaneously. Well, I mean, that's just when I, when I think of Will Smith, I think of Grant Hill for some reason. Uh, but enough uh, talk about fake um, drama. This is real drama. March Madness. We are talking about the Elite Eight. Uh, first up on Saturday, a boring uh, Villanova Houston game, uh, fifty to forty-four, and then Duke beats Arkansas, seventy-eight to sixty-nine. And on Sunday, uh, Kansas blows Miami out of the water in the second half, winning seventy-six to fifty. And North Carolina takes down St. Peter, sixty-nine forty-nine. Before we talk about the Final Four, before we talk about New Orleans, Sam, uh, let's talk about. The UNC St. Peter's game. Yep. You watch the whole thing. Uh, just get, give us your your spiel, if you will. Um, I would say that we looked pretty good. Um, the only thing that I didn't like was we kind of stalled scoring uh, midway through the um, second half. But you know, I think that we can fix that. Uh, but if we don't, I think that's going to be an issue against Duke. Well, truth be told, um, it, you know it's really it's really a thing of where you're trying to just protect the ball and run out the clock. Um, so I'm not too uh, concerned. Um, I think that we're trying to avoid something where the Baylor game where we got too aggressive and try to keep the foot on the gas too hard when you got to find a balance. You don't want to become too conservative, uh, but at the same time, I feel like you got to control the ball. And uh, looking at the uh, stat line, obviously uh, historic uh, moment. Uh, for Armando Baycott, who breaks the ACC record for most double doubles in a season, he had twenty and twenty-two. Um, but um, look at the guard play. 
Uh, not as good as it has been in the prior two games. Obviously, Kayla put up 30 in the UCLA game, and RJ put up 30 uh, in the um, Baylor game. Uh, but only 14 points out of Caleb Love and, f- and uh, 9 out of RJ Davis. And, uh, you know, don't, let's not get too far into the Duke game right now. Um, but how many points uh, would you like to see both of them score uh, in this Final Four matchup? Um, I think we've got to see at least 12 from both of them. Okay, I think that's pretty realistic. Um, you know, guard play isn't going to be as important because the biggest guy is the floor. But let's talk about that later. And um, first, let's look at this first uh, Final Four matchup on Saturday at 6.09 uh, p.m. on TBS. Uh, you got Villanova, Kansas. And initial reaction, uh, Sam, who do you like in this one? Um, you know, I had forgotten about this, but a few years ago, I think it was 2019, um, Kansas and Villanova both played in the Final Four against each other. Um, and Villanova obviously won that matchup. So I'm going to stay with Villanova. I think that Jay Wright is a better coach, and Villanova has been there. So That is true, uh, Villanova winning uh, in 16 and 18. Um, but I think uh, it's got to be Kansas. I think they really found their stride in the second half of that Miami game. They were down by six points at halftime. Isaiah Wong is cooking, um, but I think that they really found their stride um, in that half you know they absolutely dominated Miami and they proved uh their dominance they are such an athletic team at every single position or maybe not uh Braun number two he looks I just gotta, I gotta take a sidebar uh but this is a podcast so I'm gonna do that um that dude literally looks like the the most Christian Leitner dude like in the whole you know you this is that one dude every year you know it's, it's JJ Reddick it's Steve Wojciechowski it's Christian Leitner but this guy is like the epitome of the Christian Leitner attitude. Mm. Um, I, I gotta look up his name. Hold on, give me a second. I know his last name is Braun, but give me just a, a chance to to look at this. But I feel like this, I will never cheer for Kansas just because of Bill Self and the way that you know he, you know, his name is Christian Braun. I mean, but this guy, I mean, oh my goodness, you know, Same the ultimate name. dookie. Same name, you know, <laughs> Christian Braun. Um, but I think that, you know, I really – this is not a very likable Kansas team, and I'm I'm going to be cheering for Villanova uh, to win, no matter, you know, the matchup um, that Carolina or Duke could get, um, you know. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but now it is time to talk about the most no, – this is no exaggeration – the most important college basketball game ever played – uh, Duke versus Carolina in the Final Four. Um, Sam, uh, what are your what are your initial reactions to having to uh, experience this game? Um, obviously, I'm nervous. You know, because like you said, it is the biggest game ever. Maybe the biggest sporting event ever. You know, it's sports' greatest rivalry on this on this sport's biggest stage. I mean, what more can you ask for? Um, it's just, it's just such a, I mean, then meeting in the, in the championship game would be more, you know, fairy tale, you mm-hmm. know, 
but uh, I think that that this is just insane. Yeah, uh, what a moment uh, for it to happen in Coach K's final season. Um, the ultimate triumph for Coach K, or the ultimate domination by Tutorials, that they were able to beat him in his last game of Cameron. Coach K doesn't get the ACC tournament. And then for him to go out in the Final Four to Carolina, um, you know, whoever wins this game will be able to hold something over the other team forever. I'm not saying the rivalry is over, but it almost feels like everything that when it, Coach K agreed to the job in 1980, everything has been building to this moment. Uh, but let's take a look at the lineups. Obviously, uh, you got Mark Williams in the middle for Duke. Then you got Paolo Bancaro, AJ Griffin, uh, Trevor Keels, and. Um, Hold on. What is Win Elmore Jr.? Excuse me. And then for the Tarles, you got RJ Davis, uh, Caleb Love, Leaky Black, Brady Manick, and Armando Baycott. And, um, you know, obviously Duke won the first game. UNC won the second game. Um, both teams playing the best basketball of the season. Uh, Sam, who is the most important player uh, for the Tar Heels in this game? Um, it's got to be Armando Baycott. He has to dominate the glass. And that is how we're going to win this game. Yeah, obviously Mark Williams is a great presence on the interior, but not allowing offensive rebounds is really what kept the Toros in that uh, game at Cameron, and they're able uh, to pull away uh, for the victory uh, there. Um, but let's talk about the psychological side of things. Uh, which team do you think has more pressure on them to win? Um, I think I think definitely Duke, just because. You know, they didn't get that last win against Carolina. It's potentially Coach K's last game. Um, you know, and Carolina, this whole tournament is just, you know, kind of been playing balls to the walls, mm. you know. And it, it feels like Carolina has nothing to lose, whereas Duke has a lot to lose. Mm. You know, interesting perspective. Um, but a fair point. Uh, Huber Davis uh, will be back, and obviously uh, losing Brady Manick and Leaky Black. Um, but you know, the yeah. core, uh, the, the guards and Armando Baycott should be back next year. So there, there feels like you know, there's another chance to build on this. Uh, whereas you know, I feel like for Duke, this is like the end all, uh, be all. You know, final moment. Um, for them to, you know, finally, you know, kind of win that final moment uh, for Coach K. Um, but Sam, uh, talking about uh, the significance of this game, um, where do you think, does, uh, you talked about earlier, is this going to be, uh, is this the sporting event that, you, that you've anticipated the most uh, in your lifetime? Um, you know, I wouldn't even say it's anticipated, especially not this season. Um, just because, you know, Carolina didn't look like they were a Final Four team the whole season. Um, I'd say it's a surprise. Um, but, you know, I think we just have to look at it like it's any other Duke-Carolina matchup, you know? Yeah, I mean, you bring up some good points uh, that North Carolina was not expected of this. But go back to January 15th. Uh, the Charles mm-hmm. were twelve and four, and the head coach of um, Georgia Tech, who just got beaten, said, "This looks like a team that can make the Final Four. 
And after that loss to um, Wake and Miami and they lose the pit, it looked like this team wasn't going to make the tournament. And here they are in the Final Four. Uh, looking back on this run, Sam, um, do you think the Tar Heels, are, are you concerned at all they don't have, they're a little empty uh, on the tank in terms of, you know, they have they shot all their bullets here? Do you think they are, are fully energized and ready to go for this game? Um, you know, if it was any team but Duke, I would say that there's a chance that we have used all of our bullets. But mm. I think that it being against Duke, you know, this adds a new element of we got to win this game. Exactly. More uh, well, so than just it being a Final Four. Yeah. And uh, obviously the situation in New Orleans uh, where the Tar Heels have won two national championships, including Michael Jordan's shot and the infamous timeout play. Uh, by Chris Weber, um, so you're interested to see there. Obviously, plenty of alumni uh, will be in the building. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a little Anton and uh, Vince sitting next together. That'd be a great moment there uh, as they made the two Final Fours but were not able to win a national championship. Um, but what do you think, um, Sam, it would mean uh, in terms of, you know, what would it mean for this team to win? Um, do you think that this win, you know, beating Duke, how much more special would it be uh, if this team was to go on to the national championship and win it, uh, compared to let's say the 2017 team who had to get redemption, uh, but w- do you think this one is going to be just that much more special? Um, I think this one will be more special, <clears throat> just because you know this team. You know, it's cliche, but this team was definitely doubted. Um, and then it's Hubert Davis's first year, and. You know, at the beginning of the season, they're like, oh, who's this Hubert Davis guy? You know, I think that that this, the whole situation, plus the added on playing Duke in the Final Four, I think that just makes it so much more special. Being and, an eight seed. Yeah, and being an eight seed, um, you know, be the tie the lowest of her most, uh, lowest seed to ever uh, win it all. Uh, but... I was talking to some Duke fans, uh, the four that I know, and all of them, including me, agreed that the winner of this Duke UNC game uh, probably will not uh, win the national championship just because uh, they're going to be so tired from this game that's going down on Saturday. Sam, agree or disagree with this take? I completely agree. Um, I wouldn't put it past either of these two teams to win it all, but I will say that I definitely see the winner of the Kansas-Villanova game winning it all just because, you know, there's so much emphasis on this game. Yeah, exactly. That's why it would be, you know, that much better if it was in the national championship. Uh, But it is not, and um, it is going to be uh, just a wild uh, sporting event. Uh, 8.48 Saturday night uh, in New Orleans. And uh, Sam, good to law prediction game here. Uh, who do you expect uh, from both sides to be the leading scorer of this game? Um, I think that for Duke, um, you know, I don't really even know any of the Duke players really. Well, it could be from either like both teams who's going to be the leading scorer out of oh, the game. Gonna, um. I think if Carolina wins, it'll be Baycott. Mm. I, w- I would argue uh, it's going to be Brady Manick if Carolina wins, and I think it will be Paolo Bancaro yeah. um, if Duke is able to win. And 
Sam Carter, we've asked it for every game. Every time he has picked Carolina, every time he has been right. Uh, to end this segment, Sam Carter, what will be the score of not even this isn't even college basketball. This is just the game. What will be the score of the game? The end of the game. The game. The game to end all games. 77-74 heels. We heard your first Sam Carter predicts another UNC win. Um, Jim Nance will have the call uh, alongside uh, Grant Hill and Bill Raftery. Uh, certainly, uh, I think Mike uh, Greenberg said it best. Um, it will be emotional and historic, and uh, it will be passionate. I think it will be rough basketball. It, this, it, there's not going to be a lot of pretty plays. Um, it's just going to be fight and who wants it more. And I think that this Carolina team's got a lot more to prove other than this Duke thing. I think that all five of Duke's starting lineup will be drafted in the first round. And I think no player uh, on Carolina will get drafted. I think there's a chip on their shoulder. And I'm going to agree with Sam. I think Charles are going to win this game. And uh, we just got to find out what happens. So uh, watch it on TBS. This is it. Uh, we've waited for this um, since the beginning of this rivalry. And now it is all coming into fruition. Uh, that's my new word of the day, fruition. Um, but that is all we have for this segment, and we'll be right back with some NBA. All right, welcome back to Cardinal Lowry, and things are heating up in the NBA just as college basketball is coming to a close. And in the NBA, uh, we have got the Hornets sitting at narrowly in the ninth spot in the East at 39 and 37. This week, they lost the Knicks, came back with back-to-back wins against the Jazz and the Nets, getting the tiebreak away from the Nets. That's critical in losing the Nuggets last night, going 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Sam, on a scale of 1-10, to rate this week. Um, I would give it I would give it an A. Like, if we're talking an A, I think that's like a, yeah. a 90. Yeah. Because, you know, two wins against the Jazz, a really good team. And then a win against the Nets, which was super important. You know, of course, you don't want to lose to the Knicks, but, you know, that's it, not a terrible game to lose. And then, again, not a terrible game to lose against the Nuggets either. So, All right. Uh, well, the Hornets, uh, let's update you on the uh, playoff situation here. Uh, we will not uh, be doing top dogs. Uh, just, I'll just do this really quickly because we got a lot to talk about the Hornets. Uh, but Phoenix has clinched the best record in the league. Uh, Memphis has clinched the playoffs. No clinchings in the East yet. Uh, still very tight there. And uh, that is it. Uh, no new teams have been eliminated. Um, but looking at the situation in the East, the Hornets are half a game trailed by Atlanta. Half a game they're trailing. Uh, the Nets and Cleveland is uh, three and a half games of the, ahead of the Hornets. There are six games left in the season for the Hornets. Um and looking at the top of the East, uh, all four of the top teams, Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston, are within the game. Um, so a lot of interesting stuff going down there. And then uh, next week, you got the Hornets, who will play the Knicks on Wednesday. They will play against the 76ers on Saturday and the Heat on Tuesday. Sam, what is your goal of the week for the Charlotte Hornets? Um, this is tough. 
Um, wait, what are the games again? Knicks, 76ers, Heat. Okay, we got got to beat the Nets again. Knicks. 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 My bad. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two and one. Okay, uh, you know, interesting matchups. Obviously, we struggle against the 76ers and Heat. I bet you never though. Uh, got three games on the road. Uh, then we head home. Uh, and the final week, you got the Magic on that Thursday, and then uh, the Bulls and the Wizards. Excuse me, oh, I forgot. I did not see the Heat games on Tuesday, so we only have two games uh, in this Cardinal Lowry week uh, this week. Uh, but Sam. Looking at our schedule, uh, obviously I'll read to you again. Knicks is a pretty easy uh, game. We got a tough game against the 76ers, tough game against the Heat, easy game against the Magic, tough game against the Bulls, easy game against the Wizards. And then looking at the Nets schedule, uh, excuse me, let me pull it up. They got seven games left. They got to play Pistons, easy game, Bucks, hard game, Hawks, hard game, Rockets, easy game, Knicks, easy game, Cavs, hard game, and the Pacers. Uh, you think there's a chance that the Hornets could get that eight seed? Do you think they have a realistic chance to do it here down the stretch? Um, I think so. I I don't think it's likely, but I think that it's reasonable to think that the Hornets could. Yeah, and you know it's just so critical, you know, having the opportunity to afford to lose a game and still make the playoffs instead of having to win two in a row. Um, just because of the way the Hornets failed down the stretch last year. Uh, you would not want to see that happen again. You just want to make the playoffs just this year. Get so badly to get that experience, even if we get swept. Uh, just get in the playoffs uh, this year to start building that core around Lamelo and uh, Miles Bridges. Um, but the way the Hornets are playing right now, Sam, would you say you know, they won seven out of the last nine? Would you say that if this team gets into a playing situation again in the eighth seed, having to play the Raptors, are they equipped? Uh, to secure a playoff spot either by beating the Raptors on the road or going and playing the Nets or the Hawks uh, at home? Um, yeah, I, I think that the Hornets can win a play-in game. I don't think that we can win a series, but, you know, just getting, like you said, getting into the actual playoffs would be super important. Yeah, and it's really about you know, connecting. You know, you got this young core. You got to connect them to the fan base and just getting those playoff games uh, back. You know, that's it's really going to create a, a buzz, uh, no pun intended, around the city uh, to get those two playoff games uh, at home. It'd just be so exciting. I know, especially for me. Um, you know, had, the Hornets obviously haven't made the playoffs in six years. Haven't won a playoff series in twenty years. Um, but you know, it's just a lot of exciting things happening right now. Got to win that game at Madison Square Garden. And then try to win one of the next two. I mean, it's just it's gonna be tight down the stretch. Um, but it looks like we're locked into the play-in right now. Um, so that's good stuff there. And uh, I am gonna be at the uh, Magic game next Thursday, so you know that's an automatic win when I'm there. Um, but Sam, any final thoughts on this uh, tightening up NBA season? No. All right, that is gonna do it for the segment. We'll be uh, more in depth. Next week, as we uh, shift away from March Madness uh, toward the NBA playoffs, um, on Sunday, we will be having a Final Four update. Um, it'll be either in tears or in great joy. Um, we got to do it anyway. And then the National Championship on Monday, we'll have episode uh, number 73 next week. Uh, we'll have Reed Weichel on to talk about the Masters. Um, so exciting things happening. And then you got the NBA playoffs the week after that. So uh, things just really heating up here. 
Uh, but Sam, any final thoughts uh, on this uh, March Madness uh, Final Four? Nope. Alright, that's going to do it for episode number 72 of Cardin Lowry. And here from us on Sunday.